0: everybody welcome to the abstract podcast my name is greg refner founder and ceo of abstract and we have julie hanson professional actor and founder of performance sales and training and author joining us today julie please say hi
1: hi greg great to be here with you and your audience
0: well thank you for joining us so um I've actually gone 35 years of my life, Julie, and I don't think I've ever met anybody who's an actor before. Um, so wow. this is kind of a, a cool moment for me. Um, so I'm excited to chat with you and especially kind of, I think, why why am I bringing an actor onto the abstract podcast? <laughs> we'll get into that here in a little bit. Um, but you know, you're know, you an actor, you have a business degree in marketing, uh, sales trainer, now author, and um, I think there's correlations between all those kind of elements that make up who Julie is. But how did you end up writing a book, "Look Me in the Eye," when talking about virtual selling? Um, You know, how did all these things come together?
1: Yes. Well, I started out in sales, and and you're right. There is there is a correlation, but may not be obvious to the untrained eye. But I started (laughs) out in sales and. I was actually very i came from a buying background where people always called you back right and you didn't get rejected and it was a whole different experience when i got into sales and it was sort of terrifying and (laughs) i didn't have the confidence and everybody else on my team seemed really extroverted and it just i just thought i'm not going to make it so i thought what can i do to really throw myself into the fire and you know break out of this discomfort and so i took acting classes It sort of my version of fire walking, I guess, coal walking. And it worked. It really helped me find my voice, gain confidence, and and a lot of things that uh, I learned in the process. And so I sold and acted for many, many years and then started my training business using a lot of the acting techniques that helped me be a better salesperson. And when the pandemic struck and I saw all these salespeople are, you know, everybody, business people, all kinds of roles, suddenly going on video and looking like a deer in the headlights, I was like, you know what? Nobody has the training that actors go through when they transition to working in front of a camera. And why would we, right? Uh-huh. And so out of that sprung um, uh, on-demand video class that I created. And then I worked with you know thousands of salespeople and their questions really fueled this book that I put together, Look Me In The Eye. Um, You know, just how do we navigate this new world? Because it's not a natural skill at all, as people are finding even many, many months later.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's so true. It's very, um, it's a a challenge to go, and especially in today's world where there's not, like everything's text and social, like looking somebody in the eye when you're talking to them is, is hard enough. And then doing it virtually, kind of adding that kind of computer screen in front of you, it's, it's a unique thing that takes a while to get used to.
1: Well, um, it's not just, and it's, you know, getting used to is one thing, but doing it well is an entirely different thing because the, the camera is so precise. It really, you know, and we've got our face is prime real estate on people's screen. And so everything you do is magnified. Uh, and as human beings, we read so much into, you know, your eye contact, not just where you're looking, but how you're looking and what you're expressing on your face. So all these things that we haven't had to think about when we've communicated face-to-face are suddenly real issues if we wanna connect with people and build relationships.
0: Oh, absolutely. I wanna back up real quick. Um, You said you're an introvert. Did I hear that correctly?
1: Kind of the in between. I'm a little less introverted as I get older. I think you know? I think you just care less what people think. So you have that to look forward to if you're an introvert. That's all.
0: That's awesome. So true. Well, I'm a, I'm a firm believer that the best sales reps that I've ever met um, are introverts because uh, they tend to be better listeners than than talkers. So um, I thought that was interesting that you talked about the uh, yeah. a little bit of an introvert.
1: And there's a lot of introverts that are
0: actors too, because
1: it is a way to express yourself and sort of break out of uh, that, that fear of, you know, communicating. So it's been, it was helpful for that for sure.
0: Interesting. Okay. Well, let's get into that a little bit. So um, the foundation of acting, so some of the skills that you had to learn, um, what are maybe the top three things that maybe you have to be able to control or, or be successful at to, have a successful career and be a good actor?
1: Um, yeah. You know, the one thing I learned that's really foundational is that you have to, you know, your time on screen and your time on the stage is, is a very small percentage of what you're doing. And most of it is, is preparation and, and getting in role as it were, and making sure your is in the right state and you're, and you're familiar enough with, with what you're going to say and what your intentions are so that you can be completely present. So then you can let all that preparation go when you're in front of the camera or on stage, because you can't be thinking about, oh, where do I look? Oh, I got to move here and actually be present and connect with someone. So that was really helpful for me. And, you know, that, that idea of being intentional about what we're saying uh what we want to communicate to another person you know when you're on stage and you're talking to a scene partner like you always have you know some intention i want you know i want some i want this person to feel a certain way i want them to get excited about what i'm saying i want them to be motivated um, and that intention you know having that focus really helps your energy and uh the way you express yourself come out congruently right oh interesting uh, and so always being kind of purposeful about that and then of course the ability to adapt because as an actor you have to both adapt to the fact that you're in this unnatural circumstance and maybe you're you're sitting you're seating on something that's supposed to be a real comfy couch and it's actually a really hard cardboard box with a sheet over it right <laughs> Um, so being, being adaptable and still being able to communicate under some unnatural circumstances being, you know, the, the core of it is, am I communicating with, with these other people effectively? Okay. Um, So those are probably the, you know, some of the key skills.
0: Interesting. So in my mind, I'm, I immediately am kind of putting those as, uh, correlating to those and and how they're relatable to success and sales. But, um, I'd love to hear from you kind of Throughout your journey, how you've taken those skills, um, applied them to your own success, and then also kind of what you're doing to help others, you know, take those lessons as well. How, how is everything applicable to sales that you've learned in acting?
1: Yeah, it's, so much of it is because it really is about relationships and communication. Uh, so, you know, the, the preparation part, especially, it really struck me. And, and I realized, too, that as a salesperson, like, there were times where I would get up and not utter a word, not even talk to the dog and get on a call with the customer. Right. I right. mean, that is basically warming up on your audience. Like as an actor, you would never wait until the curtain goes up or the camera light goes on to be in your peak state. And now with people's attention span so low and that first impression being so important, especially virtually, uh, you have to be there. You have to get there. And that requires some preparation. You can't go from zero to a hundred in, you know, on, on demand. So that was very um, relevant, I think. And then also this idea of that, you know, doing that preparation, being really clear on what I want to communicate, not, not necessarily having everything memorized like you would as an actor, but being you know clear on my points, being confident in that, knowing how to, how to communicate within this little box that we have effectively without going, okay, when do I look at the camera? And am I in frame? Am I out of frame? Am I moving too fast? What's, you know, is my face saying what I want it to say? You have to do all that work ahead of time so that you can be completely focused on your audience. And and that is the secret to good acting. They're not in the back of their head going, okay, next I'm gonna say this. And then, oh, I need to walk over here you know, you have to then let all that go and trust that you have this, develop this muscle memory to communicate effectively.
0: So you just hit on something that was, I never really thought of before. And it's the idea of like warming up. So professional athletes, they warm up, um, actors, warm up, singers, warm up. Um, what's interesting is that I can just even think back to a couple of my early morning calls over the past couple of days, I go all morning, probably not saying more than five words and then have to jump into a call where I maybe have to talk for 30 or 45 minutes. Um, I don't really, I don't even think I talk to my dogs. So (laughs) I just, it's interesting that sales reps want to be known as sales professionals. And I mean, I'm even guilty of it myself sometimes, where I don't act like a professional, where I don't warm up. I don't prep. I don't do those things in preparation for the big game right or for right uh, right the filming of that movie so that's a well a harsh dose of reality yeah. That you just gave me, Julie. yeah well sorry about
1: that but now you know and now you can't yeah. not know right yeah um, but it's true we didn't you know we, when I was in sales I wasn't trained that way it was like get a one call after another do this you know jump from this to that and and when you are, especially in front of a camera, and the camera is uh, so precise and it's really a, a lie detector, you have to be on, and so you need to manage your energy and make sure that you know you're in the state that you want to, you know, you're going to be at your best at before that camera goes on, or you're technically again warming up on your audience and working the kinks out in those first few minutes, because I find on most when I'm working with salespeople and I watch their videos, you know, it takes them about. I'd say about two minutes, three minutes, maybe more to really hit their stride. And then they're really like, you know, they're, you know, every their confidence kicks in and, and their personality, but we don't have the luxury in sales, especially yeah. with a new prospect or if you're sending a video to somebody, if it's yeah. not like from the get-go compelling, if you don't capture my attention, then you don't get it. You don't get to oh, yeah. it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, <clears throat> people's first impressions are formed on you within what, seven seconds? Something right. like that? Yeah. So yeah. Um, when my wife asked me in the morning now why I spend an hour talking to the dogs, I'm going to let her know. That's <laughs> it's because Julie told me I needed to warm up oh, before good. I started my day. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
1: yes, I'm sure so, she'll,
0: she had that. she'll understand. <laughs> yeah, she well. She totally will. Um, all right, well, let's uh, kind of make this something that can be applied in application to our listeners. So one of the things that, I've hated as part of my sales career is like role playing. It always seems so awkward and forced. Yes. And even more so now that there's a camera between two people uh, for sales leaders listening, what are some of maybe the, the tips and tricks that they could do to, to make it seem a little bit more authentic. So when they are practicing, it becomes a little bit more like building true muscle memory mm-hmm. as opposed to just forced role play.
1: Right, right. And I work with a lot of teams on that because it is, it's one of those things like as an actor, um, you know, you have certain parameters that make it possible to step into these imaginary circumstances and actually have a realistic exchange, right? Uh And we don't do that in business. We're like, okay, Greg, you're the salesperson, Julie, you're the customer, go. It's like, okay, where am I? What, What was I just doing? Why am I having this conversation? So what makes it more authentic is, is those details. Like people cannot, you cannot role play generalities. You're never talking to, well, just it's Greg's just a customer. No, who is Greg? Like what is his, what is his deal? How do I know him? Have we talked before? Like the more details that you can give someone to um, you know, create this sense of space and time is the only way that those can be effective. Right. Okay. Uh, that's, that's what we have to latch on to. If I know, okay, I'm here, we're having this conversation. It's my first call of the day. We've never spoken before, but you reached out about a certain product and you, I know this about you, et cetera, et cetera. And my goal is, you know, X, Y, and Z. Um, so, so that's one thing is anchoring it in some sense of detail and not, not this vagueness that we give salespeople. And the other thing is because it is a very, you know, in, in, in theater and in, you know, on camera work uh, role play is used as a rehearsal technique. And it's not something that we judge people with like, okay, you did this wrong and you did that wrong. It's for people to try things out. And it's sort of a safe space. And I think in sales, we use it as a very judgmental tool, like, okay, well, here's what you did wrong. Here's what you did. It's like, I'm not going to experiment. I'm not going to go too far out of the boundaries and try new things if I think I'm being judged by my manager um, or if I don't know what they're judging me on. Uh, And I think it's important to be clear on expectations. Like now we're just going to work on, you know, this new messaging. Just want to want you guys to try, you know, in these circumstances, try out this new messaging. And then just keep the feedback to that. Don't all of a sudden go, and you know, the way that you were looking at the camera was off and you did this and another thing, because again, that, that just doesn't create a safe space and, and people can't work on all those things at
0: once. Hmm. Interesting. So I like that you talked about make it authentic because I, um, I can think back to, I don't know, every role playing for the past seven years of my life And it's general, right? Like, Hey, you're talking to a prospect, not you're talking, you're not talking to Sally, who is a director of marketing at this size company. This is how we came across her information. Like it's never like that. Um, So that's, I love that. That's huge. I think that helps a lot.
1: Yeah, it does. It's just, it's like, Oh, okay. I can kind of slip into that a little bit, Um, (laughs) even specific, like, and it's, you know, your, um, you know, your goal is this, and you've had this conversation before. You know, any backstory that you can give somebody is is just a plus.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. Absolutely. Okay. So let's say we nail the role playing, um, and the rep is still anxious, uncomfortable being on camera. Um, what are some of the the tips and tricks? And definitely, for anybody who wants to know more, obviously read your book. Um, but what are some of the things that maybe you might be willing to share that our listeners could take away as maybe one or two things that they could instantly do today to start maybe, um, getting ready to be more comfortable on camera.
1: Yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's interesting. It's, it's very, it's a very vulnerable thing to be on camera because we've never seen ourselves reflected back as much as we do now and even though we've been talking the same way in person yeah. it's uh, much different uh the first thing that a, a lot of people i ask to do when they're uncomfortable being on camera is just um you know have you ever heard that expression the camera really loves her like we say that oh. about people that are good on camera are they oh boy you know the camera really loves him it really shines on camera and, and um, it's not- i haven't no and, and it's not so much, you know, we say that sometimes when people are good on camera and we think it's some natural skill that, you know, oh, some people are just good on camera. But the thing is, it's not so much that the camera loves anybody, a camera is objective, but it's that the other person loves or at least likes the camera. And right now we have a lot of people on camera that do not want to be on camera. And it shows, <laughs> uh, you know, the camera will pick up how you feel. It doesn't just pick up what you say and what you do. It picks up how you feel because that's going to be written on your face. It's going to come out in your tone. And again, where everything is magnified in this space. So you have to be, you have to develop a better relationship with your camera because that's the lens through which you're going to connect with your audience. So I always tell people just, you know, I mean, restart your relationship. You obviously have this adversarial relationship with your camera. So I want you to make friends with your camera and you can just start by just talking to it a couple minutes a day. Like, okay, hey, camera, so here's what I have planned today. It's, this seems stupid, but I'm trying to build a connection, right? <laughs> um, just to get, kind of break that barrier, because it has to be your ally, or God, you're God. going to be forever <laughs> struggling with it. So that's, that's one place I would start. And then There's a lot that goes into adapting to communicate effectively on camera. And of course, the biggest thing is eye contact. And the only way that your customer is going to feel like you're making direct eye contact with them is if you are looking at the camera. So learning that skill, which by the way, me just saying, look at the camera is not going to change your behavior likely because if it, you, nobody's not heard that by now, right? Uh And still nobody is doing it because it's hard. It's counterintuitive. It goes against everything in our body. But it's the way to make our customer feel seen and heard. Um, It's no different than if you were pouring your heart out to me, Greg, and I was staring, you know, and we were sitting across from each other and I was staring at your shoes or my phone. You'd be (laughs) like, does she even care? Like, is she listening? And when we're looking at someone's screen, you know, we're looking at our screen at their image that's the equivalent of that.
0: That's fair. Okay. So I need to make a call to my, my friend, Tim Cook, who's the CEO of Apple, um, <laughs> because what I need to do is I need to tell him to change this little light next to my camera to red because human beings' eyes react faster to red and pay more attention to red than green. So. Uh-huh.
1: Okay. Well, uh, that's, yeah. that's good luck with that. Yeah.
0: No, I'll see. I'll let you know how that conversation yeah. goes.
1: Well, here's um, the thing. The camera is is rarely going to be the right color or the right position to match up with other people's eyes. So that's one of those things we have to develop this muscle memory around you know, yeah. where that is. I, I can't be sort of wondering, and am I hitting it? Um, that's That just takes you out of the moment and it makes you look very suspicious when you've got kind of the wandering eyes.
0: Yeah, that's a solid point. It's um, even during our, our podcast that we're, we're, we're on today, Julie, I, I found that I find myself looking at your name and on the screen and not up at the camera. Um, mm-hmm. Just because, you know, in my mind, I'm like talking to you, but I need to be focused more on like looking right. at the camera. So right. that's uh, I mean, I've been doing inside sales for seven years and I still struggle with it sometimes. So, well, it's
1: because we don't have any tactical direction on how to do that. And so that's, part of the reason I wrote the book. It's like, it's not uh, telling people to just look at the camera is ineffective. Like how, how do I do that? When I get somebody staring at me here, how do I do it when I need, I want to read their body language. Yeah. And so I talk about the skill, which, you know, one of them is developing that peripheral vision. Because even if, when I'm looking at the camera, if I have your picture underneath it, um, I can see if you're, Making any major movements. If you're nodding, like you're nodding now. If you're smiling. If you're turning around and you're looking agitated. So I don't have to check in constantly because I've got sort of a general stream of information. Now there are times where I do want to do more micro, you know, focus check-ins, and there are times I can do that when it's less noticeable. And so I I outline those kind of things in the book because it's just not something we've ever figured out right?
0: Yeah, it's definitely uh, one of those first world problems, right? That uh, we just have started to experience as a society. So valid point. Well, um, this has been awesome. Julie, I've actually walked away with a couple things. Um, You're going to talk to your dog. Talk to my dog. I'm going to spend more time talking to the camera. And uh, my wife might think I'm even more crazy now. but it's fine. Uh, Fine. So it's been, this has been great, Julie. I really appreciate kind of the the segue from, from acting into sales and there's a lot that can be learned from learning to, I guess, like being on camera and um, the benefits of what that means to you at a career in sales, because you immediately become more authentic and more likable and people trust you more, which as we know, leads to better success in sales.
1: So, right. Absolutely. Uh, it's all about how do we, how do we express those, all those great qualities that we were able to convey so easily in person in this small space where people can see 15, 20% of our body. Yeah. So that's no, there's nothing natural about it. There's no reason you should be good at it. Uh, but there are people who have learned how to do that. And so, you know, tr- learning from those who have gone before us, I think saves a lot of time and, you know, frustration.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, Julie, if anybody wants to get in touch with you, uh, learn more about the book, buy the book, what's the best way to get in touch with you?
1: Uh, sure. So you can connect with me on LinkedIn at Julie Hansen Sales Training or reach out through my website and connect with me there, juliehanson.live. I've got lots of posts and videos on all sorts of different tips about connecting on video and also a link to, if you want to get the first chapter of the book free, you can go um, to my website as well.
0: Julie. Nice. That's awesome. Well, thank you again, Julie, for your knowledge and your time today. I'm sure our listeners are picking up a lot of great uh, tips and tricks to become better on camera. So uh, thank you again for your time. It was nice having you on.
1: Oh, my pleasure, Greg. Thanks. Bye. Bye.